T to the B, welcoming you to another edition. Laura looked at me and she said, um, you know, it's like a couple past and better late than never on a Thursday is what I say. John Adams is in the house today, presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors. Uh, we're gonna, In fact, we're going to shine the spotlight on John Adams this morning. And then Tony Valls cometh in hour number two along with Chris Woodruff. Woody and Valls. Woody Valls. Woody and Tony Valls. Some would s- John Adams, good morning to you. How you doing, brother? Tony, I wanted to compliment you on how well your Twitter edition was going. Yes. It seems it's brought a brought a no, some new members into your club, fan club. Mm. I was just wondering if you could expand further. Might you have people just come by your house uh, when you're off there? Come by to your house and, and give you, hand you questions they'd like you to read on the air or answer on the air, rather. Uh, have you ever thought about that? Matt, a um, couple years ago, what was the big win, Matt, we had where we went out in our vestibule, the annex to the Raymere studio, and there was like 25 people out there, Matt. Do you remember what game that was? Uh, was that the Georgia State loss? <laughs> yes, that was the Georgia State loss. And people Actually, just wanted to gather. It was like a funeral. It's... Did they like candles? Did they like or candles? celebration of life or something? Yeah, it was like a celebration of life. All right. So John Adams is in the house today. We got a lot to get to, and very little time to get there. Tony Valls in hour number two. Brian, what do you make of this thing uh, that the Q Meister? that the Q Meister may have been uh, the guy that lit the fuse for the baseball balls, the Q Meister, Bry. Well, that's why you have assistant coaches. You just never know when somebody might provide a spark that you're kind of not expecting to, and what better from a strength and conditioning coach who, to be honest, I don't think I'd want to mess with the Q Meister. No, like I don't think. Uh... I, I think I would uh, – I think he could probably lead a lot of come-to-Jesus meetings. He's capable of doing that for sure. I mean, apparently, John, the Q-Meister, after they got beat by um, Tennessee Tech two and a half weeks ago, apparently he threatened to split some wigs. Hmm. Well, I don't think you'd want to mess with any strength and conditioning coach. Yes. Those guys come out of a certain certain mold so we'll talk to tony valls about that now or two john i said today that if um and i embarrassed myself over at tclub.team but i don't care i put my i put my feelings out there yeah you're not afraid of embarrassing yourself no some are good some are bad some are whatever this dolander guy if he goes out in this first inning gives up four runs and then has another good performance arrested away you almost got to think about using an opener for him um, I mean, his it's silly. Why are you gonna give up four runs every every first first inning of every game? It goes back to that uh, the SEC opening series against Missouri, which was just dreadful for the Vols. Yeah, and uh, did he get touched up the first inning there? 
I don't remember it was the first. It was early, as I recall. And uh, you think of it as an aberration because, but um, it, it, it in fact was proved to be a trendsetter for what you would see the rest of the SEC season. And uh, I think <clears throat> uh, we talked about this before. Yep. Uh, but in, in Tony Vitello talked about it and, and, and talked about he was evaluated by the pros last year in a year where everything went right for him. And uh, that's the challenge of uh, baseball. It's not like football and basketball. Yeah. It's a precision-based sport. Yeah, it requires athleticism, talent, and strength, and some quickness, but it's also precision-based, which means you can't always be precise as a human being. And uh, so I think uh, we see a lot of that. Well, you see it in the major leagues. Guys have one great year, they can come back with a bad year. Pitchers and hitters. We saw but, it with our. Uh, we saw it with our uh, right fielder last year. I think sometimes when these guys start thinking about, and Tony admitted this last year on the air, some of these guys when the pros start snooping around on them, you're talking about life changing money. I think that's natural, especially in a precision thing. To all of a sudden go out and start trying to be too fine. Matt, that happened to our right fielder last year. He really slumped and struggled at times last year when the pros started snooping around. Do you remember that, Matt? He kind of went through a funk. Yeah, yeah. He was he was like the only player who didn't have a career year last year. So yeah, he and and yeah, and, and Vitello kind of admitted that. So yeah, I do think that that factors into. I, I don't know how much that does with with Dolan here, you know, this year, but. Um, it it is interesting that I, I do think that probably probably just some added pressure if if anything else that that he has on him. I'm gonna take um, you and then the, let's do some football here because we'll do the baseball stuff. We got it all day. So if you want to get in on that eight six five two hundred five four zero two, I'm gonna take you to a dangerous place here, and I'm going behind John Adams paywall today at. Uh, your Tony Basilio show on this Thursday. John presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors. And I was talking to Ray, uh, Ray Bales. I said, Ray, can, can we go razor sharp? Can, can we go behind his paywall? And he said, Tony, it's our segment. We can go behind his, we can do anywhere, we can go anywhere we want to go. So we're going to go behind. John, can I go behind your paywall today? Tony, it's your show. You can do whatever. And you always have. But I don't want to give your information away. On your paywall, behind your paywall. Uh, that's fine. Uh, All right, let's move along. Yeah. <laughs> so you set out to talk about Tennessee and your personal lines. First of all, what were you, when you sat down to, to write this, did you have a preconceived notion of each game before you did it? Or did you just... Did you compare rosters? Did you think it would come out as favorably toward Tennessee as it as it did, or did you think it'd be more favorable? Well, what is your sense of when you sent well, when I was, the article? When I was first doing it, I think with Tennessee, the way I view Tennessee is having such a big offense. They just score on everybody. If you don't have a if you don't have a good defense and a good secondary and you can't disrupt Tennessee, you're going to give up a lot of points. Now, can you score to keep up? 
But I actually, when I first did it, some of those lines, I thought I made the lines too high, that I was favoring Tennessee too much because I went back and looked at last year. And I know the South Carolina game was an odd game in in many ways. Nonetheless, South Carolina beat Tennessee like the proverbial drum. It just shows you, and I, I've thought back to other SEC games, uh, Georgia-Missouri. There's no explanation for why Missouri could stay in a game with Georgia longer exactly. than six or seven minutes. But these things happen in the SEC, so I kind of kind of backed off my initial some of my initial point spreads not the uh, not all of them but but some of those where I expect Tennessee to win handily um, I think I had them winning a little too handily so I tried to I tried to make an adjustment there so with that in mind yesterday we were talking and we're going to talk you know all off season obviously this is something that will not only lurk in the background, but it's always in the, the front burner, the back burner. It's always on your stove when you're doing what we're doing. Now, you can get excessive with it, which I guess some would say with Tennessee uh, football, you can't get too excessive now that it's back. You know, to what extent it's back, I guess, remains to be seen, John. I, I really do believe in this young coach. I still... With this upcoming season, before we get into your game-by-game breakdown, and Matt, I'm going to call on you for this because we haven't had a really a lot of time to on the air kind of machinate over this. I, Matt, there is a lot of um, there's a lot of moving parts to this upcoming season, and I don't know. I'm just going to say it out loud. I don't know. I forgot I sent you the first text. It's, it's like no mayday or anything. I just made Laura mad. Um, it's no... Um, when I look at Milton, Matt, I, I think most fans think, and John wrote his thing like you're just going to plug him in and you're going to blow people out. And I and our loss of our I mean we lost two very good receivers to the NFL draft. Very good players. Very good college players. Now I like, you know, that we're gonna plug Squirrel White in and he gonna catch hundred and thirty balls. I'm I'm into that. I'm all for that. Matt, there's a lot of moving parts here. We're we're replacing a lot of people. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Darnell right up front is is kind of a, a pretty big loss, I think. Uh, but the the receiver deal, it's especially Hyatt, I think. Uh, you know, I mean, he had he had five touchdowns against Alabama. Like, I'm not I'm not sure. I'd bet on Squirrel White having five touchdowns all year, just you know, based on not like numbers. So, um, and then you know, Milton, you know, we'll we'll see what he does. How, how well he performs. I, I don't think he's going to be a Heisman candidate, you know, throughout the season like, like Hooker was last year, but I think he'll be pretty good. Um, and if, if he were to struggle or injured, then, then you get, you get to see the five star. So, um, I, you know, the quarterback position is, should always be the least of our worries going into his season with Hypel. But it's a wild card with Joe Milton. I mean, I hate to say that. I, I'm not trying to start anything. 
Tony, didn't you watch the game with Clemson? Yeah, I watched the Clemson game. And as your own Adam Sparks said, John, it was replete with three and outs. And I'm not being a hater. I mean, we had some big plays in the Clemson game, won the game. That's We big played them, but we had a bunch of drives that just kind of went nowhere, which when Hendon Hooker was out there, and I'm not comparing those two. That's not fair. Hendon Hooker was like a maestro at that offense. But I, I think people that are going, well, you know, you're – you're favored in 10 games, and, you know, you're going to go 10 and 2. Maybe you go 11 and 1. I mean, that's, boy, that's a big ask. I'm not trying to be wet blankety. I'm trying to be fair to the coaching staff and to the kids that are returning on the football team. What do you think, John? Well, when you look at it there, it, it, I, you make a good point. But bottom line, uh, Tennessee still beat Clemson handily. Mm-hmm. And I know this wasn't the Clemson of all. It wasn't the Clemson of national championship caliber teams. But it was still a pretty good team. I mean, that wasn't a horrible team. And a good defense. And and they were pretty good. Yeah. I I mean, they had some good players on that team. So it's not like you're, you're not doing this against Vanderbilt and bringing up Vanderbilt. Tennessee beat Vanderbilt 56 to nothing in the rain. With Joe Milton at quarterback. I'm just a huge believer in Josh Heupel's offense. I am too. I just think it's going to work. We talked about this before, but Alabama had two safeties drafted uh, Mm. high in the the draft. Mm. Uh, Those safeties looked totally lost against Tennessee in that game. Mm -hmm. They didn't know where to go. And and that's Josh Heupel's system. It it makes it forces safeties and defensive backs in general to make quick, accurate decisions, or bad things happen. And even if you have really good safeties, you might not be able to contend with it. So I just think I know you can't put anybody in there, and they're going to be a superstar. Can't put anybody at quarterback or wide receiver. But I like what I've seen of these receivers, of Brew McCoy and uh, Ramel Keaton and uh, and Squirrel White. I always want to call him Pig White. I get my animals confused. Remember Pig Prather at Mississippi State? Remember Pig Prather? Yeah. The Philadelphia Stars last year had Bug Howard at wide receiver. <laughs> we had that- Pig Howard. There's a pig and a Bug Howard. I'd like going through life being known as North Carolina player Bug Howard. That was where he played at. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Well, what did, uh, what, did, just, what did our pig do? Our pig did something against short. Did he bounce a ball off a cone or something on a touchdown or miss? Yeah, Bush's first, just miss first a cone season, yes. or let a ball go. Razy was he, he fumbled through the end zone in overtime when he tried to reach for the pylon. He reached for the pylon. Yeah, it was a very uh, vile-like move. And he was Pig yeah, Howard at that time. Yeah, or else Ma- Mark Rick probably gets fired two years earlier, and Kirby Smart's probably not their coach at that point. All right, let's move along because <laughs> yeah, let's Tom Belt Billy knows a few things about pigs from his time up in Amish country in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. John Adams behind the paywall today. His personal line, Tennessee minus 12 over Florida. John, when you start talking like that, you, the lead columnist in this town, 
you a choice voice of 40-plus years, you do understand that that puts pressure on the head coach on the program. Like, wins at Florida don't grow on trees. When's the last time, Brian, we won at Florida? That would be uh, Casey Clawson's senior year in 2003. So we're on the 20th year anniversary of that last win in Gainesville. And, and John, you're That's nine straight, I John, believe. you're literally behind your paywall in print. But, putting minus 12 up there. Okay, but it's not just about Tennessee. It's about Florida. Florida has two, two good running backs. Yes. Name any other position where you think Florida is, is a that it's a position of strength for Graham, Florida. Graham Mertz is a nice player. He proved it in Division One football. He can play a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So that makes my he point. He played at Wisconsin. I mean, he held a job. He doesn't. If Florida doesn't have a quarterback. Uh, I don't see any. Think of all the really good Florida teams, or even some mediocre ones, how good they were in the secondary. Seems like they always had a potential All-American in the secondary. Um, I, I just don't think this Florida team's very good. Hey, Matt, and I think Matt if you're Hudson. not very yeah. good, yeah. you can get beaten pretty bad by Tennessee. And another factor in this the Florida fan base after that first season and the style of play they hate and the, the record, hate. it's not all in on Billy Napier. They, they hate him, actually. Would okay. be the, yeah, well, I was being euphemistic there, you, if that's a word. You and I know. Uh, you and I know. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's not going to be, not only is it not the Florida team of, of the best days, it's not the swamp of the best days. Matt, are you letting your brain, your alleged mind, are you letting it go there the way John is? Are you saying to yourself, they're going to get hammered, we going to blow them out? Which is what which is what John's setting the table here. Are you doing that in your mind right now with Florida? Are you going to be like me and, uh, and um, speak uh, slowly and carry a little stick like I do through life? Well, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic going into the game. Um, but I will say, if Tennessee wins, I think they do blow Florida out by, like, 17. Uh-oh. So, like, I, you know, I, I don't think Tennessee, you know, scratches out a close win down there. Like some back in, I think if, if you win in Gainesville, you're beating the hell out of them. Uh-oh. Better get Mako. Brian Hartman, well, you, you did the 25 reasons Tennessee can't lose to Florida. Brian's on your train. Is John Adams with a 12-point line his personal line, Brian? Is that too much, too little, too late? What is that in your world? I don't think I would have it quite at double digits, but I would have it maybe around a touchdown. To no, I don't think I'd have it more than maybe eight or nine points personally. Just uh, think back to Florida's last public appearance in that bowl game. We talked about it before. I thought that was the best line I saw all season against Oregon State. Uh, it was uh, it, it was totally uh, overwhelmed by a pretty good team, but not a great team. It was it wasn't playing 
uh, a playoff caliber team is a pretty good team in the Pac-12 that lost some tough games. So I just don't think Florida's very good. I don't think Billy Napier's a good fit. I know he's, uh, I know he's recruiting pretty well, and I know he's very, very detailed oriented. That's always comes up when you're talking about Billy Napier. Look, when you're when you're making shoe fly pie, and you're smoking your ribs and smoking your chicken. Let me tell you something about the Amish. The Amish, because I grew up on the periphery of Amish country. Mm-hmm. John, those people can cook, and if you've ever had their apple butter. You know what I'm talking about. And Billy Napier's got kind of the Amish thing going on and his his lovely likes to wear the period dress and tell you what we're gonna do. When we come back has to be hard to recruit without technology. I mean probably can't even see the portal. Well maybe that's what's going on with their recruiting. Maybe that explains um you know, because the, the he can only recruit on really, really sunny days. Does he have to? Uh, does he have to drive? And and his assistants, are his assistants required to go to recruiting destinations in horse-driven buggies? The Amish get, have workarounds, though. They have like gas generators on the outside of their. I love the Amish. They're just like everybody else. They're just they're just trying to find an angle. A lot they're, of them. I, I really, I'm a huge fan of the Amish. As we come back on the other side. One little piece of baseball that we're going to throw in here, and that's that this Alabama betting scandal thing that happened over the weekend just took a very serious turn. A brief timeout, potentially. Potentially. A very serious story could be brewing in Tuscaloosa as we continue with more after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. 
We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job and fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and Friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. you got to know Spend a very special evening with The Gambler. The timeless music of Kenny Rogers, performed by Justin Sullivan and his seven-piece Real Deal Band. Many have said this is the best tribute show of its kind. Hear all your Kenny Rogers favorites. Lucille, Lady, She Believes in Me, Coward of the County, Everyone considered him the coward. Saturday, of the May 20th, 7 p.m. at the legendary Crockett Theater in Lawrenceburg. 
tickets begin at only $16. Yes, an evening with the gambler and the real deal band, Saturday evening, May 20th at 7. For more information, log on to CrockettTheater.com. CrockettTheater.com. We'll see you there. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. The Twitter spaces nation of domination. There are more and more people at Tony Basilio checking us out over there. Spread the word. Thunderbird, what's the price? 40 twice. I got your number. Colt 45. Basilio back with you. 865-200-5402. Do you remember the old Billy D. Williams commercials? John, what's your number? Colt 45. Tony, I, I didn't understand anything you just said. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, you might understand this. We've got breaking news from Tuscaloosa. Now, I do want to say that there was a, um, and, I, and we're not going to connect the two, okay? Because we are not on here. We are not Dalton Connect. That's not what we do here. But there are two burgeoning huge stories right now surrounding Alabama baseball. First of all, I didn't even realize you could bet on college baseball. But we all learned that a couple days ago when the commission in the state of Ohio came out and said, uh, we are now not accepting bets on Alabama pending review, and there was nefarious activity, suspicious activity surrounding a game in that series. And lo and behold, a few days later, that story broke on Monday. Brian Hartman, what just occurred in Tuscaloosa? Alabama is firing baseball coach Brad Bohannon per an email from UA. Greg Berm, the AD, says in a statement, he's announced that he has initiated the termination process for head coach Brad Bohannon for, among other things, violating the standards, duties, and responsibilities expected of university employees. It goes on to say that Bohannon has been relieved of all duties and Jason Jackson will serve as the interim coach there will be no further comment at this time pending an ongoing review. Brian, you read that very well. And that's good that Jensen Thank Jackson. Thank you, John. You're I'm welcome. glad Jensen Jackson's getting a second chance. Jason Jackson. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Jason Jackson. Matt, Jackson. Matt Dixon. Um, are we connecting dots here? What are we I doing? I think Jensen Jackson's coaching uh, Ricky Vaughn right now. Are we, I thought he was in prison. Are we, Coach? Yeah. Are we, That's the California <laughs> penalty. I'm back to this. Are we, um, are we connecting dots here? What are we doing with this story? Well, obviously you connect dots with the, the this kind of gambling betting scandal, um, whether that whether it's directly tied to that or he could be – it could be a Hugh Freeze deal where they start in, you know, kind of doing some digging into the program and some other stuff. Uh, kind of like they did with you freezing and the cell phone from Houston Nuts attorney. So who knows? But I, I would assume it's tied to the this kind of gambling betting scandal. And obviously it must be pretty serious. Or, and it looks like Brad Bohannon's going to gonna take on the sins of, of Nate Oates and, and whatever else they want to throw at him from Tuscaloosa down there. Brutal. 
But you know what, John? Yeah. Matt's got a good point. Um, what was Brohannon's record this year? Help me out here, guys. And how They're actually projected to be in the tournament. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're going to make the tournament. This is not a performance deal. No. They're not, it's not yeah. like with Pruitt where you're trying to find a, look, look for a reason to fire a guy. I mean, they're no, not bad. Their record is they're 9-12 and 12 in the league, 30-15 and 15 overall. So oh, Tennessee's 31-14. Wow. and 14. Alabama's 30-15. and 15. Alabama's RPI is somewhere around maybe 20. You don't do you don't do this in the, in the season and and really hurt your your players unless it's really serious. Well, so, I would uh, I would still bet on Alabama making the tournament. <laughs> John, how robust? Mm-hmm. Not in Ohio or New Jersey. John, how robust will the media be? You've been in these parts a long time. Uh, down there, in terms of investig- investigatively getting to the bottom of what's transpired here will they dig now on this thing i think they will dig very hard and i think they will dig into the ohio angle ohio state competes with alabama for national championships in football so there could be maybe they'll look for that angle that that this was uh this was a buckeye generated story You know, uh, no, I'm kidding, but but I do think does does Pete Rose still live in Ohio? Did... No, he actually lives in Vegas. Gets up every well, morning, signs baseballs outside of a casino. You can find Pete Rose most days signing baseballs outside of a casino, and that's what he does. His is he married? He yeah. is married. His signature these days is worth about as much as mine. He signs so many things. Did did Pruitt ever leave Cincinnati after that hearing? Ooh, you're. We could, we could be getting into how the Hoover Mafia is being funded right now. Two mentions of Adam Sparks in the same hour. Your Adam um, Sparks came on here and said that Pruitt's head, John, during that you know when they were when he was sitting out there with the hover, he said that uh, Pruitt's head was like a mood ring. He could tell when Pruitt got his was getting his was getting his head grilled, because it looked like when he walked outside, you could gr- you could literally put a grilled cheese with some with some hippie lettuce on it, and grill you up a grilled cheese right off his forehead. He said he looked. He said when he came out of a couple of those sessions, his head was so red. Yeah, I I asked Adam if it, if uh, Pruitt was wearing one of those Gator uh, COVID masks. Hung around his neck. I, I thought that was always a great look. Uh, combine that with the the smock, the white smock he wore on the sidelines. It yes. was a terrific signature look. Tyreek Pruitt, as we would call him, uh, Tyreek Aziz. Tyreek Aziz Pruitt. Go ahead. Brian. Here's one note. Tonight's game will be televised. Televised by the SEC Network at eight o'clock, I believe. Oh and boy, Chris Burke and Tom Hart are on. The oh no. no, that's a great question for Burke now and Hart. You know, you're on the SEC Network, John. How much do they talk about that during the? You've got to talk about that during the telecast. That's the story, right? Yeah, you bring it up early and then get away from it because, after all, you are on the SEC Network. It's not like this is uh, CBS or well, I don't know if they do any differently there, but. You, you uh, got to introduce it. You it's gotta. on the ESPNU is televising that game. Same thing. Oh. I mean, it's on oh, the family of networks. 
Here's SEC Network has Ole Miss Missouri, so I got that mixed up. My bad. Okay, which one's Berkey doing? Oh, he's doing the he's, he's doing the Alabama Vandy. He's, no. he's doing the Vandy Alabama. There ain't no winners in that deal. That's hard to that's hard because at that point you have to discuss. That's a huge story, guys. I mean, if, well, it's, if it's not related, John, it would be fantastical. I mean, it's it would be it would be almost fantasy for that thing not those two not to be related. Or like Matt said, they did some diligence, some digging, blah blah blah, and figured out that. I mean, what could they have found? Why would you fire a guy? Terminate a guy that quickly? Well, he is. I mean, the guy's a hothead. He's been ejected a few times each year. He's the guy who called the Hogs in Arkansas when he got tossed. Um, got tossed maybe two weekends ago. Well, he should have so got a raise for that. It, you know, it, fired. Again, to do it at, at this spot, the day you, you play a game this late in the season with a team that's projected to make the NCAA tournament, it has to be like a major issue going on to to do that. And here's that put, that puts yeah. that team and, and those players in a really bad spot. That's Really unfair to them. And let's keep it 1,000% real on here, John. If that was SEC football, you had like a gambling scandal, some kind of scandal on a Monday, and they pulled the thing off the board, and then by Thursday the coach was fired, this is going to be a footnote story across sports today. It would be the lead. You said CBS News. It would be right there on CBS News tonight. It would be on every major newscast. The New York Slimes would pick it up. Everybody would pick it up, John. Yes or no? Oh, yeah. And, and see, that we've always had betting. There's, there's always been a betting undercurrent mm-hmm. with college sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, and now betting is more prevalent than ever, so the undercurrent is stronger. I mean, how many college players might be betting on games? We don't know, but it's not unrealistic to think they are. Well, they've grown up with normalized gambling. When you and I grew up, sure. When you and I grew up, the gamblers were people that look like what I look like right now. Uh, that is to say, seedy-looking Italian people. Yeah, but they were bigger than you, and you were afraid they would break your legs. But I was just outside hitting the heavy bag for a half hour with my boxing gloves. So I don't know. I'd mess with me. I went 30 straight minutes just now, which is well, uh, let's, I'm working at. Can, uh, can your your improved strength and, and stamina uh, handle a bullet? I'm icing my abs as we speak. That tells you how it went this morning. I got an ice bag. Right here, for those of you who don't believe me, I've got ice on my stomach. John, am I lying when I say I have ice on my stomach? Good gosh. (laughs) Are you kidding me? No, i got ice on my stomach. All right, let's move along here. John's got in the Alabama game. His line is Tennessee minus three with Alabama. Matt, are you buying, selling, or trading that? Minus three with Alabama. Who, let's point out. John writes, the Tide will have the home field advantage, but not the quarterback advantage. Who'd the Tide just get out of the uh, portal? Uh, somebody refresh my memory here. 
Tyler Buckner of Notre Dame. No, Notre Dame's backup quarterback. That'll save your program. I mean, was Bill Buckner not available? Jimmy Buckner? Brian Hartman? I mean, what are we doing? I covered the Billy Buckner game, Tony. Were the you World there? Series. Yeah. The ball went through his legs. Well, you might be covering the Tyler Buckner game. You think uh, Brad Bohannon's got a made a bet on that yet, John? He sees your line and sees Tennessee plus three. You think he's going to hammer Tennessee <laughs> or Alabama? Poor, this poor well, coach, uh, what do you think? Well, I don't know that, Brian, but it's interesting you bring that up because I did get a call earlier this morning. Oh, no. I didn't answer. It was, it was from uh, Alabama area code. Oh, boy. So, oh, not boy. saying for sure. Oh, boy. So you've got Tennessee plus three with Alabama. John, do you think now I, it sounds great in May, okay? And the closer you get to it, the more reality sets in. You think the Vols gonna go to Alabama and win, John? On, on this uh no, I, is this I'm not picking them to win. It's a fourth O DeMalo. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well I'm not picking them to win. I'm picking them that this is gonna be a three point game. If you're given three points, yeah, that was my line. So I'm not but, saying that will win your, the game. Using your Florida logic, seeing that Josh Heupel two years in a row ripped Nick Saban's defense limb from limb. This is not. Oh, this it, is it, not a this. That was not like a one-off last year. That the year before, I distinctly remember in the off-season us sitting around talking about how. You don't see receivers running that wide open when you're playing the University of Alabama against when Nick Saban's down there. You don't but, see guys. No, you see them more wide open the second time around, John. But but here's the thing, Tony, and those were with two future NFL safeties. Who will be Alabama safeties next year? Maybe they got a couple of stars coming in. I don't know. Yeah, it's possible with Alabama's recruiting. But look at the look at Alabama's offense and look at the skill positions. We don't know who the quarterback will be. I still think it will be Jalen Milrow, who's a great runner. Great runner. But he doesn't throw the ball that well. And then look at his receiving core. I mean, remember when Alabama had four NFL receivers out totally there? pedestrian. One of the things yeah. they talked about in the NFL draft, both networks that covered it, when the kid went at the top of the draft, and we, look, if that guy was three inches taller i would think he's the first pick in the draft i think the guy's too little to hold up long term in that league and and won't last i just don't think he's gonna last playing the way he does but more power to him because he's an incredible college player he's a he's a, a wonderful talent but they all made the point this guy had zero help at wide receiver for alabama he did not have the Menchies of the world. He did not, all those guys, he didn't have any of them. He didn't have a Amari Cooper. By the way, Matt, is that the guy that got caught? I like to call him Amari. Is that the guy that got caught, Matt, with the gambling? What's the uh, Bammer that got caught with the place in the bets? Well, there's two. I think Calvin Ridley was Ridley. one, and then uh, Jameson, Jameson Williams was the other, who I think transferred from Ohio State to further John's kind of connecting the dots earlier <laughs> say this might good all, point, this man. might all relate back to jameson williams now john a great column for you 
Yeah, it's sort of... Uh, this is like Dorothy Kilgallen stuff right here. I think there, there's a chance Alabama has two losses when Tennessee goes down there. Who are the two losses, Matt? Uh, I, I think Texas can beat Texas. them. Oh, good And then gosh. they play... They play at A&M, and then they oh. host Arkansas the two weeks before they play Tennessee. Tennessee's like their seventh or eighth game in a, in a row. The, their bye is after Tennessee, so Tennessee catches them at a great spot. It's, you know, I, I think they're going 8-4 this year. Oh, Maybe I look like an always, idiot, but that's an 8-4 that's an team. You're throwing dirt on Bama like Bino used to back in the day. They always get a bye before LSU, it seems like. Bino would throw dirt on them, and then they would go out and go 13-0 and like four years in a row. It was really wonderful. Bino was good it, at it. I just think in looking at all these games, and when you look at the quarterback position, Tennessee has an advantage over Florida and Alabama. But do you really know who Joe Milton is a quarterback yet? I was When I saw him run, about, run out of bounds in the last play against Ole Miss, I thought he would never play another meaningful down for Tennessee. You just couldn't trust that guy. But I think he's gotten better. Uh, I think he's uh, he's got some intangibles going for him too. I think his teammates kind of rally around him. Yeah. I, I just I, I see him different. I think it's important that as the track record change changes, as the results change. You factor that into your opinion, and in my opinion on Joe Milton, is a guy can't play, can't play a lick, and yeah, he's got a big arm, but that's it. And uh, but I look at him differently now. So I, I look at and I look at Alabama's quarterbacking, Florida's quarterbacking. We're not sure who will be Georgia's quarterback. But I guarantee you he won't play any better than Stetson Bennett did against Tennessee. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two is my number. Um, so it's very fun stuff. I mean, very. What are you doing, stuff. Tony? See your hand moving around there. I'm, I'm texting Laura. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. I'm doing Mel- several things. Melted eyes. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure your audience appreciates that. The word is. The word is. There is a sports book outside the Great American Ballpark. Somebody right before the game the other night, the um, Bama game, walked up to the window and tried to place a six-figure bet. On that LSU Alabama game. Not a person that didn't realize there were limits on college baseball. Once that occurred, that's what I'm hearing from somebody in the gambling community. I don't know. Is that true? I have no idea. But that sounds plausible because how else would something get red flagged unless somebody walked up to the window and said, I want to put $150,000. You want to do what? Yeah. You be you could maybe get by with it on a pickleball game, but uh, or match, I should say. I mean, I feel sorry now for uh, Berkey and Tom Hart because 
this this is insane. I I don't know, like, because you got to address it. You got to address it. So eight six five two hundred five four zero two. And you know, um, it's on ESPNU. There's going to be probably more people tuning into that game now because of this than most other games this year. Yeah, I think uh, this could end up enhancing Chris Burke's uh, soaring career. He'll have bigger audience. Be good for his career. By the way, Michigan transfer Hunter Dickinson, number one player in the portal potty, has announced his commitment to Kansas. He recently visited Kentucky. Kentucky... The kid said, I want guaranteed money. Kentucky said, look at what our guys have done. If you just come here, you'll make money. And he said, no, 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 no. I want you to put on paper what I'm going to get paid. And they said, no, we're not going to do that. And he said, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. So the number one transfer goes to Kansas. Now Now Oscar (laughs) T can come back. That's right, Brian. I love Oscar T because he just looks like a big guy that kind of like somebody took about five inches and lumped him off of him. John, you ever seen him out there? He's got that real big you know, guy body. He's a real big guy, and he's like 6'7". It's funny you know, looking. He's, I like watching him play, though. It really is as though he's got magnets in his hands, and the ball comes off the backboard, and it just goes to his hands. Yeah, he's very good at it. By the way, Brian... Funny how the Celtics look when they let Grant Williams play. How many key plays he was a part of last night. Your coach, Brian, is a joke for sitting Grant Williams during these playoffs. A real disgrace to do Grant Williams this way. It's funny that the alleged MVP of the league, his team might actually be better without him. No, that's a really horrible take by you. Guy back <laughs> I flipped that game on late, and the I'm not the first thing that happened was Jaden Springer drained a jumper. The first thing I saw from that yeah. game, and when you, that's when I, I knew it was out of hand one way or the other. <laughs> when you saw Jaden Springer on the floor, Matt, you didn't even have to see the score. You could have the score covered up on your screen and know that somebody's wig was getting split at that when, point. When you one see, of those one of those big zany stiffs was out there too. Luke Cornett, yeah. When you see Luke Cornett out there and Mike Muscala and and, and, and company, you know that it's it's garbage time. Scrub a Rooney time. Ah, uh, that phones. was fun though. Oh, it was fun for somebody. You clown. Hello and welcome into our first call. Yes. Go right ahead, please. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about the uh, South Carolina game earlier. Yes, sir. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me with that game is. I don't know if they did it on purpose or, you know, Tennessee coming in, you know. Uh, and that field was messed up. The, the, the field was terrible. I mean, if you was watching that game, you could see, the, you know, the, the, the turf all in the cleats, um, turf coming up. I think South Carolina was aware of it. And it was just a strategy that they kind of used that day. Uh, nobody, I was hollering in the TV. Somebody change the cleats, change the cleats. Okay, and then uh, then then Hendon Hooker comes in the game, 
He's frustrated, you know, all the stuff that went on. He's frustrated. He comes out, makes a terrible move on that turf, and disaster happens. I mean, I don't know if anybody else, you know, paid any attention to the turf that day, you know, but, I mean, it, it was terrible, and I think it was almost kind of fixed. Okay, another point I got. You're talking about Joe Milton. Yes, sir. I agree. Joe Milton is going to get better. He is better. I mean, I look at him as a quarterback all the time. I knew he struggled. A big guy, you know, trying to learn the system. Yep. Uh, they're going to have to let him play his game and mix in what he's learned and just kind of let him do what he does to a certain extent. He'll get better with that offense by the time the year starts. And I think this guy is going to make a difference. I mean, I mean, studying, working with uh, Hendon Hooker, He's got the other little young guy. He's a mentor now. The guys are looking up to him. I mean, this is his chance. This is his shot. And I think we're going to be uh, really happy with his quarterback play this year. That was a uh, that's a great point you made about the field. You know, I never noticed that. I didn't talk to anybody who did notice it. But I kind of want to give out. It's a reminder. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Tony's callers. Because I, I think Tony Scholar sometimes see things, pick up on things that nobody else does. I know uh, Coach well, it's not a coach, Richard is really good at finding uh, just trivial things that other people miss that might have been a factor in the game. And I miss that completely on the field. And go maybe I should have noticed it more. No, but we, that's, we're going to have to go back now and uh, – Go hey, back and look at that video. I don't know if they wet that field down. I think the other team was aware of it. It was a strategy that some of these teams can use on on, on other teams. You know, if you know your field is bad and you practice, we're going to wet this field Hey, Matt, down. we've got an assignment. Well, let, you know? me give, let me give Matt an assignment. Hey, Matt, would you go back to the U2 tonight and go back and look at the field? Go back and watch a game for us, rewatch a game and report back. Hey, we might have a lawsuit on that one, you know. Matt, the oh, it was, oh, the field was covered in sand. It looked like they were playing beach volleyball at, at some parts of it. See? So you noticed that, Matt. Yeah, and I, I think we, we might have mentioned it on the post-game show. So, no, the call, caller is 100% right. Did, did, didn't cost Tennessee the game, but it, it was an awful field. See, what you're doing, sir, is you're calling it right down the middle. On Milton, let's say you guys are right. And let's say, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's going to have a great year. I don't think I, I don't know. My thing with him is I call him a question mark. You guys act like he's a known, and I think he's kind of still an unknown coming into this deal. And I'm not trying to be funny just saying that, but let's say he does progress and continue and plays really well. Can you guys imagine if he has a really big year in that offense, Tennessee? Well, let's say they win ten and they say they go ten and two. When he goes to that combine. And they see all those things that he can do. And he takes that football and throws it from the back of one end zone and hits the goalpost at the other end. What are those NFL teams going to be saying about his physical skills? Think about that, John. Yeah. Think about that, guys. It is about decision making. I'll make a a prediction, Tony. Yeah, go ahead. If Joe Milton starts all 12 games, regular season games, he will concuss an opposing defensive back. He will hit them in the head with a pass, and they'll have a concussion. 
Yeah, he can right. really throw the ball. He can throw that ball. Was it, was it oh, Brown who said what would happen if Will Levis was in Tennessee's offense? I think Joe Milton might be that. Yeah. It's all about decision yeah, making. It is. That's, you know, that's a good call, Matt. Hey, it is about decision making. Sir, thank you so much. Great call. You're good welcome. talking to you, my You're man. Welcome. Thank you. 865 200 5402. Let me do this. Woody on the other side, and then we continue our conversation. Crazy day, crazy story at Alabama. Just absolutely insane. In fact, I gotta I gotta make a few calls here and see what we can find out as we continue with more right after this. This is Terry Wilcox, aka the Chicken Man, aka T Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big, no tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Tona B. back with you, 865-200-5402, the number. Please hold your phone calls. I can't wait to break it down with you scientifically. In the meantime, now joining us on the Newsmaker Hotline today, because he is a newsmaker. Uh, we bow our head and we say his name, the great Chris Woodruff, an incredible local player, uh, climbed the ranks through the world of tennis, and now guiding Tennessee's tennis team, finished second in a very rugged Southeastern Conference, 21-7 and overall, 10-2 and in the Southeastern Conference, lost in the SEC Tournament semifinal, no shame. In that game, currently the number eight overall national seed, third straight season, Tennessee has been a top eight seed, and Tennessee plays Belmont one o'clock Saturday. Win that, play the winner of Memphis Wake Forest Sunday at one o'clock. Race fans, race fans, plenty of great seats are available. Coach Coach Woodruff, how you doing, my man? Always good to talk to you. Good, Tony. Thanks a lot for having me back on your show. It's been a while. Well, you know what? I like to think every time we talk to you, you guys get a dub. Like, you're the one guy. Because old Valtello's coming on with us. You know, he's talking to me again. He wasn't talking to me there for a while. Or maybe we weren't talking to him. I don't know. But old Valtello's coming on with us here later on in the hour. And... uh, you know, it's a deal where, from your perspective, you guys are um, really, really in a competitive situation, and you got the SEC Player of the Year on your roster. Tell us about this Monday guy in the year he's had. Well, he's he he's, he's you know done an outstanding job. He, he came in kind of one of those guys that, from my perspective. It was a little bit of a, a you know a gamble as most recruiting appears to be but the but the one thing that you try to fall back on in in my industry are the results um, and his results were you know were spotty at best but the one thing that he did have was you know he had size and you know the growing the tennis world is, is changing or you know the, the size of the athlete so he was he's six five and you know the other intangible that he had was he was left-handed. And, you know, you put those two things together and, and he had a good serve and was relatively fast. 
I mean, he 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 has started out kind of the middle of the pack, and and now he was like you said, player of the year, and you know he won almost all his matches. And thing I really about the thing I really like about Joe is that I've asked him to do more and more. So this year he stepped up and he played one singles and and one doubles, and you know we thankfully we have him around for another year. How difficult is that for a guy that's a you know decorated player to take on more responsibility like that? Well, I've asked him to. I've, I've asked him to do it in singles. I've asked him to do it in doubles, and, and I think, you know, initially as a coach, you're like, okay, he can stand. You know, he's going to be able to stand it and take it. But in our sport, we we don't have the the ability to to rotate in and out, and and you know, we're playing two, three matches a week, and and as the season wears on, as you said, you know, our we've played, we will have played over probably, hopefully, you know, thirty five, forty matches this year. Um, it's, it's, it's a long, long season. So takes its toll. Those of you who play pounding on the concrete, you know, say what you will. It takes its toll on its body, on your body. Oh yeah. That's why I'm pickleballing now, man. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with old pickleball. You, you play pickleball at all? You, I, it's, it's like when the ping pong craze came out. I, is, is there something about that you can, tennis players can play pickleball. They can play. They can play ping pong. Uh, I haven't gotten into the craze of, of pickleball, but I've certainly hit it around, and it seems like they're putting up a court everywhere you look now. You're a hell of a golfer, too. I don't I don't mess with Woodruff. This guy's a freaking athlete. There, I, probably everything you do with a, as they say in the trade, a stick and a ball. Stick and, that's what my racing buddies used to say. You guys like those stick and ball sports. I'm like, well, yeah, I like to stick and ball <laughs> sport. Anyway, tell me about... The fact that five of the nine of the guys on your team, half your roster basically, are grad students, and five of the nine players on your roster transferred in from other schools. So tennis has become a kind of a transient deal, huh? Like these other sports. Well, it 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 was this past year, and you're you're basically, from my perspective, you're weighing ten a. A transfer guy, uh, is he going to be better if he has a proven track record for a year or so better than a guy who's never played college tennis? And so from, from my perspective, that's kind of the way, kind of the way you look at it. And now starting this year, in fact, yesterday was the first day the transfer portal opened. Now if the transfer guy stops or he does something wrong or you kick him off the team or remove him or he just comes in and says i've had enough you eat his money and so what the ncaa has done there is they've made it very you have to be very wise about taking a transfer person and his money you is to have four and a half scholarships if he comes in and says i've had enough and doesn't go to another school and play you know, then maybe I go down to 3.8 scholarships. So I have, his money's wow. good for however long he comes in. So in that in that end, when you're playing around with transfers, it's almost better to get guys that are older, like uh, these grad students. Is that part of the the thinking process in terms of your your gambling there, or do you just like older guys, or is it just worked out this way? Well, we we had uh, you know the the older guys we we usually are, are, are pretty good. And then, and then they have a long, they have a long track record. 
uh, about playing. And, and so you kind of like, you kind of like that experience. But funny enough, now that we, now we've gone back to this coming year, next year, we're going to bring in four, possibly, well, I know four and then possibly five true freshmen. Wow. So we're going to, we're going to take away, we're going, we're going to try to go away from the portal for that, for that reason. And also there is a time that it's tough. It took me a while to figure it out, but a lot of times, you know, sometimes they come in from the portal. They didn't get along with the head coach or they've had kind of a rocky past. And, you know, there are reasons why they go in the transfer portal sometimes. So we're kind of starting, you know, over next year and, 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 and kind of building a, going to try to build a really tight, you know, group of guys. Portal is, uh, in any of these sports, you know, sometimes you can be getting somebody else's problem. Sometimes you can get somebody like you were talking about and unlock them. And, and away you go. Uh, but your team is deep, uh, Chris Woodruff, as uh, we're getting ready to see the Vols take on Belmont, 1 o'clock Saturday. By the way, on tickets, how does that work? Do you guys have a weekend pass, single-day pass? How does it work, Chris? Yeah, the NCAA, unfortunately, they, they charge for tickets. Um, and then we have a pass and things that, that you know, that coaches and 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 staff and stuff can put people on in our athletic department. I think I read an email giving out a, a comp, one complimentary pass, but you know, that NCA mandate, I think everything now with, with, you know, charging for charging for tickets. It's like five bucks a day or whatever. What's, you know, the cost? No, but it's, I mean, you could, I mean, it's cheaper than a pack of gum. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I think I'm seeing here that it's five, five bucks a day at any rate. On your roster right now, and I want to get to the Kirby Smart story, because John Adams doesn't believe the Kirby Smart story. He called BS on it, and he's on with us today, presented by Seniors Helping Seniors. <laughs> i I got to say this um, uh, to, to John Adams. The Kirby Smart story, John, is true. I never said it was a lie. But you, we're looking at each other, and I could see from your perspective, you were looking at me like, okay, you're just playing, you know, like a radio game with me. Let me tell you what happened, okay? First of uh, all, Tony, you can't read me, okay? Our Don't try. The great Chris Woodruff looked up at him and said, what are you looking at, man? <laughs> Isn't that what happened, Woody? John, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Good. Nice to speak with you. Uh, so we were, every year we go down and we play, uh, Athens or, you know, we rotate obviously and Kirby Smart, uh, it's been pretty standard now that, that as the match starts, right as the match starts, he brings in, you know, I'd say 10 to 20 of his guys and they oh, sit man. behind the courts and, and, you know, they, 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 they they're, they're loud and boisterous and, so I saw Kirby and I looked up there and Kirby's wife plays tennis and, and Kirby yells down at me and he might, may or may not have had a couple yells down at me. What are you looking at? He yelled so at you. Him, it's even yeah, better. So, so I yelled back up and then I said, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at you. And so we had this little, you know, little exchange and, and, you know, it's ironic that my next door neighbor was in, was in Kirby's fraternity and it said it was very unlike. That sounds very unlike Kirby. So, you know, I don't know whether that's true or not, but that, that, that's the story. And, and then I, I came back home and so I called Josh Hypo on the phone and I said, listen, if you guys beat Georgia, 
you make sure when you shake his hand at the end of the game that you tell him I was from the tennis coach. And so yeah. <laughs> that's kind of, <laughs> that, that, that was funny. And so, you know, now, now I'm sure when we go down there again, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll get the business again. Chris, you said Kirby had some of his uh, players with him. Yes, yes, he, uh, he brings them out. Wow! Did he? Ha- did you notice if uh, Jalen Carter was among oh, those? Stop, John. Let me ask. <laughs> let me ask you something, uh, uh, Coach. Is that common? Uncommon for other teams to come in unison, or is this just a deal where Kirby's wife? plays tennis she's a part of the tennis community and we're gonna get some of our kids and go have some fun well we we uh we we it's some of these schools they they bring out they bring out their coaches um to watch from all sports you know i've seen some basketball coach you know basketball coaches coach barnes is a good friend of mine so he comes out to our tennis matches uh you go to some of these schools um and they do, they do come out. Uh, you see some athletes out and out and about and yeah, it's, it's a pretty good environment. It's really fun. What are you looking at? <laughs> yeah. Are you looking at me? The guy that cuts his hair with a floby? Yeah. Hey, uh, Woody on the way out, invite, uh, the living listener to come out and see you guys this weekend. Cause I know it's important to get some fans there. It's you guys have earned the right to host. So let's make this thing a home field advantage. Or home court advantage, rather. Yeah, yeah. We play we play against Belmont on on uh, Saturday, and uh, the first round is NCAA's. And you know we've been lucky enough to. This I think the third year we've been top eight. Which, for those of you who follow baseball, you can understand how hard it is to host. You know, uh, a potentially a regional and then a super regional. It it's it's really hard, and it, it's just a testament to all the guys who you know, who play for Tennessee and, and how hard we work. So the first two rounds of NCAAs are, are Saturday and Sunday at, at 1 o'clock, and hopefully we can get through the first round against Belmont. And then you get through it, we'll turn around and do the Supers right here, yes? Yeah, we've had a good thing going. You know, we'll take it, we'll take it one match at a time. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. Thank you, my friend. Hey, good luck this weekend. And really appreciate you being on with us. Yeah, you got you guys take care. Good to speak with you, John. Thank you. See, he really popped for you, John. Well, that just shows he's a classic guy. He is a classic guy, and what a great hire he was. Oh gosh, yeah. And uh, who he, hired him? Ah, uh, that would have been uh, John Curry. Fulmer. And and who talked? <laughs> no, it was John Curry, wasn't it? Oh, John was it? Curry promoted him. I think he was when. That was during the one year that he was the AD in that time frame, right and around when he hired Vitello. And he hired what, Tony Vitello and Chris Woodruff. Did he hire anyone else? What? What's ironic is Wake Forest men and women tennis team are coming over here to play in, in the in the regional. So John Curry's going to be back in town. John Curry it does a pretty Probably, nice job maybe. as an AD, doesn't he, John? If he just wasn't so quirky and weird, man. Yeah, but he did make some good hires. Oh, really good hires. Really good hires. So, who would you rather have as AD, John Curry or Philip Fulmer? Well, that's a fair question. Who would you who, who would you rather have, John Curry or Danny White? Uh, Danny White. Danny White's doing work. 
Y'all can crack on him if you want. Whatever. That cat's doing work right now. 865-200-5402. The man's doing work. Or as they say in certain parts of our world, weak. He's doing weak. Where do they say that? Uh, when I went to the Bahamas, the young guys go, what, what, do you, what do you do for weak? I said, huh? Were you weak? For a week? Sounds like you, the same what week. Where do you weak? <laughs> so, and what did Chris you tell Woodruff, him? Brian, <laughs> um, <laughs> <prime>, stop. <laughs> Goofball. Okay, for those just joining, we have breaking news in Alabama today, and then we're going to go through John. We're, we're, we're going through John's. Uh, we're mixing it up. We're mixing and matching here. I forgot all about that. And Voltello's coming on when, Bri? In like 20 minutes, is that right? He's, he's calling in about uh, eight minutes. we got to break 30. it down with him scientifically. we got to break it down with Voltello scientifically. All right, John, back to where we were. You've got Tennessee and Alabama two-point uh, line. This is behind John's paywall, by the way. I'm taking you. Three-point line. Three-point line. The Vols are plus three in the game. Tennessee plus 13 with the aforementioned Georgia Bulldogs of uh, the head coach that gets his hair cut at sports clips. It looks like. I mean, I can't crack on anybody's hair, though. I look like, uh, well, who do I, um, Charles Emerson Winchester uh, from MASH right now. Uh, 13 points is the line, John? That's my line, yeah. We're I just think not there. Jill's we're line ju- was seven points. We're just not there yet with them, are we? I mean, that's just the reality. Nobody is in the thing, and we talked about it before, but the thing is, Georgia's at its best against its best opponents. And you look at Georgia's schedule, and what game would you circle? It would be Tennessee in Neyland Stadium, which has become a huge home field advantage. Uh, The crowd will be so stoked for that game, and I think it will bring out the best in Georgia. Matt, he brings up a really good point. You know, one of the luxuries when you're a Georgia is you can literally go out with a Missouri last year, play a D-minus game, and get out of there with a win. They did it several times last year, D-minus games. Kid and then, State. And then people get the feeling, oh, well, you know, Georgia's come back to the pack. And then, and then they showed you. When they rolled out there with TCU and there was something on the line and they cared, they beat them like they weren't even there. Like they were playing against air is what that game looked like. Like you were in your backyard going, touchdown. I mean, it was just, you know, you know you're just going to run around with your friends. Let's pretend we're playing a game here. Touchdown. Did TCU look shell-shocked in that game or what? Oh, my gosh. They just said, oh, my. It was like we didn't know Georgia was like this. We knew they were good, but we didn't know they were this good. It just looked like looked like an NFL team showed up in a college football playoff championship game. Matt, it's almost like the world domination, destroying the sport thing, has switched over to Georgia now from Alabama. It's like official. Well, they, they won back-to-back national titles, so yeah. Um, I think I think Saban's only done that once at, at Bama. 
Um, so no, yeah, I mean they're cl- clearly the the top program in the sport, and I, I think there's a kind of a significant gap um, between them and everybody else, at least at least until they don't they don't win it all at the end of the end of the season. Yeah, my perspective is in 2024, it would be a worthwhile goal for Tennessee to strive for to be one of the host teams in the playoff, which means nationally you would finish five through. Eight, five, six, seven, eight host those first round games. Friday, December 20, say the date. Saturday, December 21st. I'm not even a date and number person, but I've already saved the date in my brain. I have the weirdest feeling that that first playoff game can be played right there in Neyland Stadium. John, can you imagine how many people would be outside trying to get into that first playoff game in Neyland Stadium? The biggest game in the history of Neyland Stadium. Yeah, a few of them might carry some golf balls with them, too. No doubt about that. It was, uh, no, but I think it's a realistic goal for Tennessee now. I wouldn't even think in terms of hosting a game. I would just think making the playoffs. When you look at it, yep. you look at the preseason top 25 right now, ESPN, 24-7, all those teams, all those uh, groups, uh, you have, you have Alabama, Georgia, LSU in the top seven. You have uh, Texas, which will be in the SEC in 24. Uh, Texas at 10, Tennessee at 11. This is ESPN's. Who am I missing? I think there was another. But that's that's five, that's five, five teams right there. Yeah. Well, and you know what, guys? Uh, you know, my, my thing is... Did Tennessee make a mistake last year? Well, I'll tell you what. Tony Vall's Tony Vall's going to join us, and then we'll continue our conversation there. Uh, in the meantime, let's do this before we get to Tony Vall's. I want to talk about that decision to play Virginia down in Nashville at some point instead of going out to BYU because that, that game at BYU could have been really fun. Or then again, it could have been a stumbling block for this team. More after this. <laughs> This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. 
Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and Friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Great Tony Valls is taking care of business right now. Uh, a couple weeks back, uh, today I, I, I published the uh, rankings from the local Italian-American club, and uh, Tony went from a couple weeks ago, he was number five. Carmen Tagano was tracking at number one. Vince Ferrara has been a solid number two. Tony, I can't get out of the fifth position. Uh, I've fallen back into the fifth position after your last couple of weeks. They got me way down at number five, but 
Tony, there for a while, you were, you were getting ready to fall out of the survey at the Italian American Club, man. You know that's rough. As I welcome you yeah. in, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I mean, that news disappoints me. It's ups and downs, though. You got to take strikes and gutters, like Big Lebowski says. And my thing is, in a in a St. Louis city where I grew up, where there's such a heavy Italian influence, I got to be ranked, you know, in the thousands somewhere. So I'll take what I can get in Knoxville, where I love to be. Tony Falls joining TLD Logistics Hotline online tldlogistics.com. And uh, whatever for your transportation needs, whatever you need, they've got you covered. Online at tldlogistics.com is Tony Vitello uh, joins on the program. Tony, that valley that you guys went through, you came on here back in the a few times before the year and said, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Love the expectations, love the support, love the interest, love it all. But this is not this is not going to be what you people think this is going to be. Tony, when you were telling us that, did you envision that you would go through that kind of valley with this club? Um, I don't think so. Um, not, not, not that type of valley. Um, you know, really if, if you pull it apart, um, yeah, the way sometimes you lose, it's frustrating. But to be honest with you, there's some goofy. We, we made one mistake that drove me crazy the other night. We won by 10, which that's a whole nother conversation, that run rule thing. But, um, no, I, I thought as we get to this point where we're in the vehicle going to Athens, Georgia, you know, we'd be around this spot or you're always hoping for better. But I, I think our realistic expectations was this team was going to find itself and play its best ball down the road. And along that way, it was going to be some challenges. So that's rather vague, but I think it applies to this situation. That Tennessee Tech thing, your time here, right? I think that's a low point, Tony. Yeah, it was It was frustrating. I, I can't remember right, but, you know, SEMO was out. I can't remember if Maui played or not. We had a couple other guys out. You know, and, and of course, Cal Stark was sick the other night. The, the one thing about this team is there is good talent on paper. So at the beginning of the year, I wasn't trying to argue with anybody on that. Um, depth is not what, what it's been the last few years, and part of that is the, the draft. Um, and and in, in particular, free agent part of the draft, and we got some shockers uh, when we lost some guys. So we don't have a lot of room for error with guys missing action. And – it's been a really good team when we've had everybody available, um, with the exception of that trip to Missouri. So if you were going to really analyze our season, the two weekends you'd want to pull out and eliminate are Missouri, which the bottom line is we did not handle the cold weather well enough and, um, you know, other things too up there. And then Arkansas was just a weekend where it all kind of seemed to unravel. Um, you know, losing the game to Tennessee Tech, you never want to do, but, you're going to get their best punch, and, and odds are you're not going to win every single non-conference game. We've done fairly well in that category. Um, but you, you you can't have weekends like that where it seems like your team, you know, did not accomplish anything. No, and it's not like your guys to just go out there and tap out the way they did, which, you know, that had to concern you early on. But Tony Vitello joining. We do an MMA reference because that's kind of how we roll around here. A uh, huge card coming up this weekend. John Adams, jump in. 
Without further ado, you presented by Seniors Helping Seniors online at SeniorsHelpingSeniors.com. You're on with Tony Vitello. Go ahead, John. Tony, I love the big Lebowski uh, reference. That, <laughs> uh, I guess you could say uh, the Vols will, will abide uh, down exactly. the stretch here. Exactly. Yeah, the, the dude would say that. Uh, Tony, what always strikes me with baseball not just at the college level, but everywhere, is so different from football and basketball. A guy has a great year one year, and football, basketball, say college, you're coming back for the next year, he's just as good, if not better. But it doesn't always work that way in baseball. Guys will have a great year, then not so good the next year, because it's not just a speed, strength uh, sport. A lot of skill and a lot of precision involved. And golly, I didn't mean to give a monologue, but never mind. Uh, what about Chase Dolander? Because he was like considered the guy coming in, and he's struggling right now. Are you going to change his role? Do you think, or what do you? How are you handling that right now? Yeah, no, I, I think you made a great point though with with RC. You know, kind of golf is like the ultimate thinker's game because you got a lot of time to yourself. Um, but baseball is that hybrid where you also have that and you have so many repetitions and then it, there is a lot of skill and precision, um, that, that goes hand in hand with that. So it's different and you, you're going to see, you know, look at Bellinger in the big league. I mean, there was times where he was the guy on the, on the whole planet. And then there's times where it's like, does this guy even need to be in a major league lineup? Uh, but in Chase's case, he's really kind of had a rough luck year. Um, part of that, you know, has been brought on by himself, but a lot of it is, hey, you're supposed to shoulder the load for, you know, the second best team in the country, and you're supposed to be the best guy, and just because you have long hair in the back, you're supposed to be like DeGrom, and, you know, DeGrom wasn't even the first pick of the draft. He wasn't even a high pick. He was a shortstop in high school or in college. So a lot of unnecessary weight on his shoulders, when he was already going to have difficulty going into the year, every lineup gunning for him, not as good of a defense behind him, not as good of an offense providing for him, and he was thrown on a different day on Friday. So, and then to, you know, kind of almost put icing on the cake, which I hope it's kind of the final deal, last weekend he's really sick. Um, maybe I should have taken the ball out of his hand, but the kid wants to pitch. Um, wasn't himself and obviously gets hit around and it looks like a really bad outing on paper if you don't know the circumstances. So for me, I think we're at a point where hopefully all that's behind him. He knows his role is on day two like it was last year uh, and just give us a competitive outing so we can attempt to win a game. He doesn't need to dominate or do any more than that. Hey, Matt J., jump in here with Tony Valls. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned maybe taking the ball away from him. It looked like um, on Friday night you came out of the dugout there in the ninth with with Camden out there rolling. Uh, there, there was a better chance of you wearing a fastball and being a coach hit by a pitch than there was of Camden coming out of that game. What, what was going on there? Yeah, um, you know, Tone and I talk about UFC, and there's, you know, these guys are physical athletes. I'm out of shape, but Sewell's so skinny. I think I could take him in a fight. I'm going to tell him that when we get to practice today. But he basically told me to go back from whence I came when I got out there. Um, but I just, he was, <laughs> he and he said it so loud. One of our infielders said, do you think, you know, the hitter was kind of domed out or rattled? 
because he heard the whole conversation because what Cam said was basically go back to the dugout and also I'm fine. And then he said, I'm going to just let me throw two pitches. I'm going to throw two sliders and strike this guy out. And that's what he did. It was pretty, it was pretty interesting moment and no disrespect for him. Uh, there's things that happen in the heat of the moment. It was a, you know, the right thing to do, I think, but all in all, it, was, it kind of made for almost kind of a quirky fun moment there. And you know what, Tony, the thing I like about you is you're such an open book that you admit, hey, my guy basically chased me back into the dugout and said, get out of my face. And, and I, <laughs> knowing you, you appreciate somebody that's that competitive, that decided to come back, and, hey, man, I'm finishing this deal, so you need to, you need to get off my pitching mound. I mean, knowing you, you're, you know, a lot of guys would take that personally. You're not one of them, I guess is my point. No, and, and I think there's reason to take it personal, but where does it fall in the pecking order or the priority list? Because priority number one is for these guys to compete. Yeah. And uh, to, to want to benefit from all the work that they put in, because we really ask our guys to work hard. And now with the portal, we can prove that as much, you know, now than ever. Um, so that, that's what we're looking for. And if you got that, then we can roll with that. And we, we might have some exchanges, you know, our conversations and, I'll tell you what, the most competitive and most entertaining college baseball player I've ever been around, most people would think it would probably be Max. There's a kid named Aaron Crow, and I went out one time, and he had his back turned to me, and he didn't know I was coming out. And he wasn't really – they weren't doing any damage. He just wasn't himself. And uh, he sees me, and he said, what the – you know – what what are you doing out here? And uh, it wouldn't have been it would have been bleeped out on television. And you know I just laughed and said, "We well, ain't doing very well, buddy." And uh, you know after that he kind of regained things and was himself. But uh, when a guy's got competitive juices like that, I'll take that over anything. We can work the rest out. One of your great mysteries, and then we'll throw to Brian. Coming into the year was what are we going to do with the outfield? We're replacing everybody. And for the better part of a, like a quarter of the season, it remained a mystery. And then this Ensley guy, who's kind of there, he's been on your roster, you know, third year. You guys plug him in, and he takes to it like a duck to water. Now, Tony, you admit things on here constantly. There's no way you guys saw that coming, that he was going to be your solution <laughs> in center field. Tell, 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 the, tell the masses here. Yeah, our video coordinator, who's the smartest guy, definitely in our stadium, maybe all campus at all, you know, um, he, he's pretty good. And he said, he was joking. He went on a tangent about what we were currently doing, you know, Burns in the bullpen. And he's like, we could have figured all this out earlier in the year, you know, Cal Stark behind the plate and, and this guy in this spot. And um, we had to work through that stuff. And then some of these guys needed to find out who they were. And Ensley had no reps under his belt, so maybe he would have took off like a ball of fire at the very beginning of the year if he's out there every single day. But he had his chances. Um, but really when he just decided to be himself and let his personality ooze out onto the field is when he started becoming the guy that, you know, you like watching right now. And it's, it's a good origin story because like our first year here, and you can ask Evan Russell about when we played Mississippi, Evan's first time really being on the field for us when he was the only guy that wanted to fight somebody that ran over our first baseman. And, of course, you don't need to be getting in fights in a game, but it was that spirit that got him in the lineup, and then he never came out because he had it. And Ensley is a fighter by nature. Uh, we'll leave it at that, maybe too much of a fighter. 
Uh, and then Lindsey, too, comes into the dugout, and he didn't want to fist fight anybody, but comes into the dugout one game against Florida and sees guys that aren't competing, and he went nuts. And we said, you know what, if we're going to mix up our rotation, let's, let's throw a guy out there that'll fight. And I, so, I love that. Um, yeah, so if we got a brand name going at all or kids that are incoming or want to be recruited by us are looking for something that, that works, it's, it's that. Well, and to further that, you know, you, you had brought up, and, and one thing that I really love about our Monday stuff is that Evan Russell is really intelligent. He's so good, as you told us he would be. And he, he said with Chase Burns, that Friday night game with Vandy, he said, Tony, I've never seen that from him. So I'm going to ask you, Tony, did you know he had that in him? Did you know he was going to do the, be as demonstrative as he was, or did that kind of catch you? No, it, it kind of caught me a little bit, too, and it stinks being in my role because I can't. If In my assistant days, I probably would have jumped on his back as he's thump, pumping his fist and everything. So I'm kind of half seeing it, not seeing it, preparing for next inning, but you hear about it and you see glimpses of it when you rewatch the video and it is a little shocking. I mean, you knew the kids got passion and personality, but he, he kind of stifles it a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense as a starter. You can't go bananas in the first inning if you get a double play or something like that. But when it's at the end of the game, you can kind of cut it loose. And uh, not only was he cutting it loose with his stuff, because it's the best stuff I've seen since he's been on campus, and that was about as good as anyone. You know, I talked about Eric Crow or Max Scherzer. That that particular outing might have been as good as anyone I've seen throw the ball when I've been in a dugout. And then on top of it, he was cutting loose those emotions, which is so fun. It's become a staple of our program. And, you know, the old old school guys, you know, poo-poo it or whatever you want to say. But, heck, yeah, man, that, that kid's worked his butt off. He said no to over a million dollars to experience college baseball. So why not let all that hang out? Tony, I'm so glad you said that. It's asinine that you guys grew the sport like never before last year. Some would say with the annex, and, and you've admitted, look, at times it went a little too far, whatever. But for them to turn around in that sport and take that kid from Florida and give him a, and give him a suspension uh, for hulking up on the mound is about the most ridiculous thing in the world. But... You know, hey, if you don't want your sport to grow, you don't want your sport to grow. I can't help you to the, to all the old school people because Major League Baseball's turned around and they're changing their rules trying to grow their sport. But and enough about that. Brian Hartman, jump in here. <laughs> yeah, after the Tennessee Tech loss, your strength coach Quentin Eberhardt had a, I guess some have called it a come to Jesus meeting. Was that something that he kind of did on his own? And how much do you – what's it like having assistant coaches on your staff that can – that can? how much does that make your job easier? Yeah, I mean, the guys I'm around um, help me sleep at night, which I'm not good at that. And uh, I don't really worry. I just concern myself with what – based off being around my dad, I've made up my mind what I think a good job is. And no one – and I'm not being there – no one is going to change that. And so that does keep me up at night. But when doing a good job 
kind of comes with a bunch of stuff that needs to get done, and you got these guys that can get it done A+, plus, it just relieves so much stress, and it, it makes your life a lot better, you know, in workplace and away from the workplace. So we're blessed. And, you know, yeah, he had a – I wouldn't say come to Jesus, man, come to sweat, or, <laughs> you know, come to work is what it was. And uh, that occasion was pretty much on his own. And he's got as good a pulse for the team as anybody uh, because he goes well out of his way to have conversations that are that are personal, um, you know, and it not related to necessarily uh, what you would stereotype into that job. And so we get a lot out of it. And that's why the school has allowed us to compensate and be competitive with salary, you know, also make, you know, uh, the working circumstances attractive, attractable to these guys because every one of them that you can come up with has had a job that could be seen as better than or uh, competitive that they could have walked to. And it's it's kind of been miraculous that we've been able to keep this entire group together the way that we have. Tony, that's a guy in Major League Baseball with the Cubs last year that got up there and said, man, I, I got I to gotta get back to my where I was. I, this is miserable. You know? Yeah, I missed it. Missed it. And, um, you know, again, a part of it is that you, I don't know that you get that interpersonal and really molding people uh, and molding the group, uh, certainly, too. Uh, the way that he's capable of and the way that he wants to. So, and there was, if there was ever an occasion where it needed to be done, it was that day after that game. And uh, that was a frustrating one. The one thing I'll say, Tony, to give you guys a little, you know, look into the dugout that yeah. night. Yeah. Those guys, it was a little, it was a little tardy, maybe a couple innings tardy, but for the last seven innings of the game, that team was hooked up in that dugout. And you had some guys really competing and saying things they hadn't said all year. And so, again, maybe it was too little too late, or maybe we just didn't have enough the right guys, or maybe Tennessee Tech played the best game of their year. But th- there were signs kind of coming that night. So it wasn't like you're absolutely at rock bottom and then you jump up. Um, that's pretty tough to do. So there were signs of some things that were positive coming. Brian, go ahead. You have a follow-up. Hit it. And about Chase. Chase Dolander gets to start his first game in his home state since he transferred from Georgia Southern to Tennessee. Do you think going home for him might actually help him turn the season around and he'll be fired up to perhaps come out and maybe throw his best outing of the season and maybe that'll get him going? Yeah, I didn't realize that it was the first time back there because, you know, he faced Georgia Southern, his old school, and i got to be honest with you, that kind of – yeah, that, that one I was like, what's going to go on here? And he threw very, very well, um, and he has faced Georgia before. But I, I think, yeah, it, it is one you can kind of hang your hat on. Now, you watch these guys during the week, and he hasn't really done anything outside of the, the norm this week. If anything, he's just been trying to get back to feeling better and feel full strength. Um, so maybe that can bring a little extra adrenaline out of him, or maybe if he accomplishes what he wants to, it's something, you know, kind of like you're getting at that can get the ship going full speed in the direction that he wants. Uh, but, again, I think, um, yes, he's not thrown as well as we would have liked to him this year. Also, there's some externalities to that or circumstances. So our big thing for the last three regular season starts is for each one of those guys to give us a chance to win because we've had rough times, we've had good times, but just because the most recent is the good times doesn't mean we have the world figured out. And it doesn't mean any games are going to be easy. So 
right now with so few games in such a you know erratic season so far, it's one game at a time. Anything can happen. Let's get done what we can in this next game. And for Doe, that's just play catch game one. But, of course, when he gets the ball, it, it will be a storyline for him to face you know, the in-state school. Hey, Tone, um, before you jump, I, I just a couple more things for you. And John's got one, but what's Tears' status heading into the weekend? Do we see him? Yeah, he, he was he's such a playful kid. He was moving around. Even jogging anytime he sees me trying to show off, he can move. And yesterday he was bouncing around in the field. So um, I do think while we are in May, you still got the conference tournament, and, you know, we, we still want to be cautious there, so we got the real KT out there when he plays. So if we want to push it, I think he could make an appearance this weekend. Do we want to push it will be the, the question. And there's no sense in, in approaching that until we actually kind of see him on the field and get his feedback. Uh, but I would like to think he would play next Tuesday uh, in some capacity. So this weekend's kind of the swing point. John, go ahead. Yeah, just a life management tip for you, Tony. Uh, I know you don't have a lot of time for bowling, but if you do, don't step over the line when you're bowling against Walter. <laughs> I hear you. It could be called out. Well, a lot of those bowling out, they got the red buzzer that'll go off if you do it, so it's not even if, if someone calls it out. Yeah, that's yeah, really Wal- no fun. Walter drew a, drew a gun, though. <laughs> Yeah, I realize that, but he's a great character. I mean, what a hell of an actor. Uh, from St. Louis, my hometown, if I'm not mistaken, John Goodman. Home of fried ravioli. Yes, and it's damn good. And it's not in a lot of places, which makes it, it's kind of like no Chick-fil-A on Sunday. It kind of makes it even a little better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tim. Yeah, go ahead. You go, and then I'll go, and then you can kick me off. Go ahead, man. Well, with recruiting rules, we just had a big change. And with, um, you know, what you're talking about with that kid getting thrown out of the game, I got a new little phrase because I'm not smart in politics. I don't know if this is a good phrase or not, but I am in favor of deregulate. I think the more you deregulate, the better on whole in moderation. And, you know, if a guy flips the bat, that's great. But if he flips the bat and it goes in the other team's dugout, that's probably a little too extreme. Um but I, I just, a lot of this stuff when boards and committees get in the middle of things, because these umpires are doing a good job with everything thrown at them. I hate saying it, but there's a lot thrown at them. But with rules and committees, giving deregulation and moderation. That's my new little theory there. Well, amen. And, you're, and common sense. How about when you're throwing a kid out after he strikes a guy out in a high leverage situation at the end of a game, and he looks at the he looks at the umpire like, and this is a Florida kid we're sticking up for here, and one of your guys, but it's the, it's the it's the point behind the matter. This is all an overreaction to the Tennessee baseball team last year taking the baseball world by storm. That's what you guys did. It wasn't just college baseball. It was on major league broadcast. They were talking about you. It was all over social media. You guys were like a viral sensation. You had the kid that threw the ball a hundred million miles an hour. I mean, the whole deal. And, and and we all acknowledge it got a little over at skis, sure. But the craziness was the craziness was part of the fun of it. You know, it was part of yeah. the. And, and I guess until it wasn't. But uh, tone on the way out. I appreciate you. 
and always a pleasure, my friend. And and by the way, more Dylan dryling, okay? More dryling. I uh, I know that. I've been saying that to myself all year long too. So I, I appreciate that. Thank goodness we got more time with him on campus too after this season. Thank you, brother. Be safe. Okay, y'all take care. All right, the great Tony Valls appeared on the TLD Logistics Hotline online, tldlogistics.com. So he confirmed that that meeting uh, with Q, as reported on uh, by Wes Rucker, did in fact occur. Um, he also said that he was very he, he surprised by Hunter Ensley's play. They didn't see that coming. They didn't know Chase Burns was going to do what he's doing uh, in the bullpen and, and be the kind of leader he is. And You know, John, if, if, if Dolander doesn't go back home and pitch well, this weekend against that Georgia team. And that Georgia team at the top of their lineup is really good. Like in the first inning, you're you're jumping into, you've got a kid that's got a 400 batting average. Uh, you've got um, in the league about 30 home runs in their first three hitters or their first four hitters. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram thanks St. Jude Children's Hospital for their admirable work. We are committing to their cause of providing quality care to families in need at no cost to them by donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is proud to partner with St. Jude for the fourth consecutive year. If you are currently in the market for a new vehicle, visit the team in-store or shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net to help families protect what matters most. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. There are a lot of fun days in May. There's Cinco de Mayo. There's May the 4th be with you. There's No Socks Day. What? May all your days be winners this month with the all-new Instant Games. They feature top prizes up to $200,000 and are waiting for you at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. 
The Tennessee Lottery congratulates this year's graduates from all the colleges and universities across the state. Your achievements set the stage for a brighter tomorrow. We're happy to have helped along the way by raising more than $6.8 million for education and funding over 1.9 million scholarships and grants, including Hope Scholarships, Tennessee Promise, and much more. Visit DionLottery.com to see how our proceeds support successful futures. The NASCAR Cup Series. Here they come. Green flag is in the air. Kicks off a monster month of May. We've got a car in the wall. Oh, Bubba gets turned in the face of the field. Truex gets clobbered. Holman Digger gets clobbered. At Kansas Speedway. He was out front when the caution flag flew, and Kyle Busch has scored the win. It's the Advent Health 400. Sunday, May 7th at 1 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.